stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, good morning. Happy Tuesday, folks. Welcome aboard. Rob Breckenridge with you. 630 Chad. Welcome to the program here today. A lot of ground to cover. Got another busy one for you. The telephone number you want to join in the conversation today, 780-496-0063. A couple of big stories out of Ottawa that we'll touch on today. The Prime Minister and the new American President, Joe Biden, will be holding a virtual meeting today. The first virtual meeting uh, between the two, and I believe the first uh, with the new president and any other world leader. So what's being discussed today? What are, are the issues that Canada wants to advance here? What are we expecting to get out of this? If the two have a better relationship uh, than existed, you know, say last year, over the last four years, does that mean anything? So we'll talk about that today. Also, a vote in the House of Commons yesterday. There were no no votes. There were a lot of uh abstaining votes, including from the Prime Minister and and many of his cabinet ministers, but nonetheless, the House of Commons voted to approve a motion that recognizes what is happening to Uyghur Muslims in China is, in fact, a genocide. But what are the implications of that? What do we actually do with that now? Does it mean anything? We'll get into that on the program today. Coming up later on this morning, uh, you might have heard about this. Uh, Australia decided that they were going to try to regulate Facebook. Uh, more specifically, Facebook News, and and looking to get Australian news companies better compensation. That sparked quite a riff with Facebook. It looks as though they've come up with a compromise, and this is all relevant because Canada's looking at going down the same path. So we'll get to that coming up later on today. A bunch of other stuff to get to. As mentioned, your calls, your text, all of that straight ahead. want to begin this morning, though, with a conversation about a very well-known elephant, an elephant who has been at the center of some controversy for some years, Lucy the Elephant at the Edmonton Valley Zoo. Now, look, I suppose, ideally, yes, elephants would be with other elephants. Elephants would be in warmer climates. And, and I suppose increasingly now there's a consensus around that point. But what to do with Lucy? And this has been a question for years. Is it safe? Uh, is it ethical to move Lucy the elephant in the condition she's in? She's getting up there in age. She does have some health issues. Should she be moved? Should she be left where she is? Well, famous animal activist Jane Goodall, who not too long ago came out and said that Lucy should be moved, has had a change of heart and has decided that Lucy should remain where she is. So joining us to talk more uh, about all of this uh, and the importance of, of making these decisions and caring for Lucy, very pleased to welcome the program here this morning, Gary Dewar, who is director of the Edmonton Valley Zoo. Uh, Gary, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Rob. Uh, look, I mean, people know who Jane Goodall is. Obviously, she, she's got a lot of clout. But in terms of the, the Valley Zoo and, and how you're approaching all of this and decisions with regard to Lucy, I mean, are, are you in communication with Jane Goodall or, or how, how relevant or how important are, are her views on this? Well, certainly we we certainly respect her opinion. She would I would suggest is the world's leading conservationist. And so when when she released uh, that video in late December, um, pleading to Edmonton City Council that they release elf, 
Lucy to uh, a sanctuary, um, we were concerned. And clearly, with the information that uh, was contained in that video, there was some inaccurate uh, facts. And so I, I took it upon myself to reach out to her via uh, a letter uh, just to provide a more wholesome picture of Lucy and the assess- assessments that had been performed by external uh, experts and uh, just to paint a, a clearer picture of just what the prognosis is and, and why our position is to to keep her here as opposed to risk uh, her life by, by moving her. Um, I got a response, which I was just delighted with, and that, that was that she had reached out to uh, uh, her Canadian uh, representative with the uh, Jane uh, Goodall Institute of Canada, saying there seems to be uh, some conflicting accounts of uh, Lucy's medical condition and the validity of the expert opinions and recommendations. So she directed um, uh, a veterinarian that sits on both the boards of her Canadian Institute and her American Institute uh, to do an investigation, uh, which involved reaching out to the various external uh, experts that had been involved in providing their uh, opinions and recommendations uh, in 2019. Uh, there were three different uh, veterinarians, and uh, and so that's what this gentleman did. He he reviewed all their reports. He actually had interviews with a couple of them, in-depth interviews, and uh, following his review, concurred that in fact um, b- that their recommendations uh, were valid, that their credentials were legit, and that if that were uh, it would be jeopardizing loose health she could in fact uh, die if she were to uh, if we were to attempt to move her to uh, a sanctuary so it was great news and the, not to say that I'm you know best buds with uh, dr. Goodall but uh, I can say uh, I've at least exchanged emails which is pretty cool <laughs> yeah yeah well and, and that, that's good because I think it's important to have all the facts here because th- this would be obviously a big decision one that would have some implications so w- what is it that people need to know about the the specifics of Lucy's situation because it's one thing to say, well, elephants should be here, elephants should be under these conditions, etc. But we're talking about a specific animal with some specific issues. So what do people need to know? I think the first thing and foremost, Rob, is that our position is that we do not want to uh, house uh, in the the long term, we do do not wish to house elephants. Uh, And that if we could safely uh, move Lucy, we would. But she has medical challenges. And and, and I'll I'll just touch a little bit on them, on the collection of them. So she's 45, as you mentioned in the preamble, uh, which puts her in her geriatric years. And uh, while her health is stable, she, she is um, suffering from a respiratory issue. She breathes exclusively through her mouth, which is not uh, typical for an elephant, and 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 has sometimes uh, troubles uh, getting enough oxygen. And so when she's in a stressful situation or involved in some strenuous uh, activity, you can, she, she's really struggling for breath. And that's, that's the chief concern about a move, that it would be that stressful for her and, and where she could possibly die. She also has, as an age, uh, aging elephant, has aches and pains from arthritis, which uh, our care team here treat with, with pain medication, um, regular rehabilitation therapy, uh, daily walks and laser treatments to reduce the swelling and, uh, and informa- inflammation, I should say. And then finally, and this is something that's come up when we've had the uh, external experts come in and provide by recommendations to our care team, there's their um, elephants in captivity are prone to foot issues, and it's really critical that she has great healthy feet. And so there's quite a regiment that our our team put into her uh, her her feet conditioning, and this happens twice a day. She's uh, getting this. Uh, um, um, it, 
uh, what would you say, like foot soaks and Epsom salts and apple cider vinegar. They, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're just putting all kinds of effort into ensuring that she's got really great feet. And so that's been a huge effort. Um, we, the, her getting regular exercise, a great controlled diet is important as well. And so uh, our, our keepers, she's getting out uh, several times a day on longer walks. They're shorter when it's in the cooler temperature time, but this, regardless, she does get out. And uh, we do our best to provide her the best uh, life possible here. And I think that's, that's the key is that... Um, we we really do, uh, given the conditions, do our very best to provide her with a, a happy life. You know, as a, it's not um, it's not normal for her not to be with other elephants, but in, in this case, she has developed uh, a bond with her keepers. It's just remarkable. So, uh, Rob, I've I've only been in this position now for about four months, and I've just come to just see this amazing relationship that these keepers have with her. They are her family. That She treats them like family. They play games. They, the kind of enrichment activities they 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 have with her are just, uh, just really quite uh, heartwarming. And she so respects them and just just uh, just, just in love with them. It's, it's quite remarkable. So while she doesn't have another elephant to spend uh, her days with, she certainly has people that have the utmost uh, respect and care for her. So in terms of going forward, and as you say, and this is the zoo's position, and, and I think you've laid it out very well. Obviously, even though Jane Goodall has had a, a change of heart here, it's, it's certainly not going to make these questions go away. And there, there are others who insist and will continue to insist that, that Lucy should be moved. So what more can you do at this point? Or is it a case of whenever this comes up, then you bring in the, the independent experts once again for an assessment? Or, I mean, how do you address this going forward? Sure. So we, we actually uh, bring in uh, uh, folks to do an independent assessment every year. That wasn't possible uh, last year uh, due to COVID. Uh, and we're also, we're always welcoming sort of the latest because her, her condition uh, evolves and we get new information every time we bring specialists in. It really helps inform our, our care program. So, uh, so we were unable to do it in 2019. I should mention though, the zoo employs a veterinarian. I think a lot of people don't, aren't aware of that uh, and she has developed a great uh, deal of expertise with elephants she came to us uh, from the Grand Zoo where they house elephants as well so she's she's had a, a history in providing care for elephants so it's not like uh, no medical professionals have had a chance to review her she sees uh, Lucy on a ra- very regular daily basis um, but we do plan to bring in experts again this year when COVID permits and the the, the focus will be more on and again, her um, new new insights in terms of her future care. So, as I mentioned, she's reached her geriatric years, and her needs are changing. So, it's about looking at the sort of the physical upgrades that we can make here, uh, adjustments to her diet and exercise regimen that will that will meet her ever uh, changing needs. And so, that's uh, our plan, um, at least for this year, is to to bring in a couple of folks that uh, will provide again that. It's kind of like a second opinion, if you will, in terms right. of our future. Well, yeah, which which makes sense to do. And I mean, obviously, it adds some transparency to, to all of this. But, um, you know, I, I suppose it's probably the case that it's not going to, to be enough for some. And, and so there's going to continue to be, I guess, this conversation, continue to be calls to, to move her. But that's that's the zoo's position. 
Yeah, it, yeah, that's true. You know, it's it's and it's such you you hit it on the nose when you said it's been controversial. I mean, uh, just following the social media posts when uh, the Jane Goodall Institute statement came out, there were many people that were so delighted that perhaps this has been settled once and for all, and and that they understand we're providing her with the best care possible and her best interest in mind. And there were others that thought this is just a crop. Someone's been paying Dr. Goodall. She's been employed by zoos. Whatever the case maybe so there, there it was just really um, um curious i was curious just to see the, the varying kind of reactions to this and you're right there's folks that adamantly believe that she should not be here and we should make take any risks there might be in in order for her to enjoy a better life somewhere else and 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 that's uh, that's that's their opinion i think what what i i think is at the base of all of this is that whether they're uh, an animal activist or you're affiliated and work for our zoo here uh, we all want the best for her we want her to enjoy the best life possible and, and so that's that's certainly what we uh, what's evident with the passion that both sides have demonstrated leave it there gary thank you so much for making some time for us here this morning really appreciate it my pleasure rob all right take care that is uh, gary dewar director of the edmonton valley zoo and uh, so laying out the, the zoo's position on this which again and not everybody's going to agree with but I, I think the point about the, the challenges of moving her just can, cannot be overlooked. I don't think there's a lot of disagreement when it comes to elephants in, in zoos. And sure, if, if Lucy could be moved, I, I think everyone would probably be on the same page, that she'd be better off in a warmer climate, but, but especially being around other elephants. There was one sanctuary, I think it was in Tennessee, who said we'd be happy to take Lucy. And, and as Gary said, they, they would be willing to do that. But there's some real concern uh, about moving her. And I, I think, you know, Jane Goodall's response when she took the time to better understand all of this kind of speaks to that, that, yeah, OK, um, I get it. So it, it, it is what it is, I think, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so I think we can only hope that uh, the zoo does everything it can to, to look after her and, and w- however long she has remaining. And I think going forward, just, you know, the whole approach when it comes to elephants and zoos, that has fundamentally changed. All right, we've got to take a break here. A lot to get to while on this Tuesday morning. Again, 780-496-0063 is the number. Rob Breckenridge with you on 630 Chad. Welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with you here on 630 Chad. Just a few minutes before the bottom of the hour. Coming up after 930, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about this vote yesterday in the House of Commons. Uh, unanimous in the sense that there were no dissenting votes, but there were certainly some abstentions. Nonetheless, though, a conservative motion calling on Parliament to recognize uh, that what is happening to the ethnic Uyghur Muslim minority in China is, in fact, a genocide. So the House of Commons has said, yes, it is. It is that. Well, okay, now what? What does that mean now going forward? So we'll talk about that coming up after 9.30. Uh, the other thing happening in uh, Ottawa today that we're uh, keeping an eye on, this uh, meeting, a virtual meeting, between uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and U.S. President uh, Joe Biden. Now, it certainly seems like the two are, are buds. I, I mean, I guess the, the president's old enough to be uh, the prime minister's father, but they get along. Okay, great. But what does that mean? What, is, is, that, is that relevant in, in any meaningful sense, in terms of U.S. policy. There's kind of three big issues, isn't there? There's Keystone XL, as, as the ship sailed on that, probably. Uh, there's the question of uh, Buy America 
and, and some of these protectionist provisions uh, that the president is looking at. And there's the issue of vaccines, which kind of falls under that umbrella of protectionism. And is the U.S. prepared to relent a little bit when it comes to exporting vaccines, right? There's a Pfizer plant right there in Kalamazoo, Michigan, not far from the Canadian border, but none of those vaccines are, are coming our way. Can the prime minister get some concessions on any of those points? And if not, well, then so what if they get along better, right? At the end of the day, if the policies and the approach hasn't changed, then who really cares, you know, if they're, they're buddies or not? So we'll we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. That's that's happening this morning as well. Uh, also on the program today, we'll talk about Facebook and internet regulation. Canada is looking at following Australia's lead in, in trying to regulate uh, companies like Facebook and Google when it comes to news content. Now it looks as though Facebook and Australia have kind of come to some sort of compromise because Facebook really didn't appreciate initially what Australia was trying to do, and they blocked. Uh, Facebook news uh, for folks in Australia. I don't know how that would go over here if that was the result. But uh, Canada is looking to follow Australia's lead. So what does that mean? We'll talk about that coming up uh, later on today. We're also going to look at some fascinating new research about dreams. And some scientists in the U.S. uh, have figured out a way of basically communicating with people while they are in a lucid dream state. So what does that mean for our understanding of not just dreaming, but our understanding of sleep itself? We'll get to that coming up. That's at 11 o'clock this morning. As mentioned, time for your calls, your texts along the way here, 780-496-0063. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.